welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I have an awesome guest in store for you and can't wait for you to hear his story and some of the amazing things that he's doing. Uh, and his name is Armando, and he is has the company The Bow Hitch. If you've heard of them, if you haven't, go look him up on Instagram. I'll leave the links below to his website and his Instagram. Uh, but basically, he's just an awesome overall dude. Uh, before we get into that conversation, I did just want to bring up again, thank you. I truly appreciate everyone who is contributing to sharing the podcast, uh, spreading it to others. You have so many options that you can listen to and you're choosing to listen to me. Thank you so very much. In return, I am doing everything that I can to make sure that I get guests on that are relatable to you, that have amazing stories, that are doing awesome things, whether it be in the archery community, hunting, fitness, family, outdoors, because here at Redbeard Outdoors, that is what we focus on. The three main things, faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. Those are the three main topics that you'll hear as a constant theme throughout all of my podcasts. So if you need any gear or anything along those lines, uh, I want you to check out the links below to the companies that I work with. I don't run ads. I just work with some awesome companies that you should definitely check them out. If you need beard oil, granola, backpacking food, clothing, anything along those lines, go check them out down below. Also, uh, leave me a review and not just the five stars that you're going to leave me, but also type in a comment and send me a screenshot to the email I'll leave me below. It's redbeardoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. And I'll send you something in the mail just out of my appreciation. So without further ado, here is Armando with the Bow Hitch. All right. So we got here the bow hitch master. And uh, anyway, he's a good friend of mine. We're making acquaintances here, but he seems to be an awesome dude. And uh, everything that he does with his work as far as the bow hitch. And now he's doing these giveaways uh, that we'll go into a little bit further. Um, but just an amazing guy. Loves to give back to the community. Has a family. Loves archery. Loves bow hunting. And uh, yeah, without further ado, tell us a little bit about who you are. All right. Well, my name is Armando Martinez. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised. I've uh, been with, um, you know, been here, have a, a beautiful wife and two kids, uh, 11, who's going to be 12 at the end of the month and eight, who's going to be nine in April. So they've been my little helpers on the, on the giveaway and, um, and they, they've been doing good. They're, they're, uh, uh, my Layla, she is 11 and my Moises is eight. So I got a boy and a girl and, uh, Life is good, man. Life is good. Super blessed. And my background, I guess, as far as hunting is concerned, is in New Mexico. I went to Wyoming, hunted in Wyoming a couple of times. This last year, I was able to go to, to Maui and then uh, hunted some axis deer in Maui. I went to the big island and killed a real nice sheep over there and got to do both of them with my bow. Uh, as far as professionally, I've been an arson investigator for the past 12 years. I work for Albuquerque Fire Department and um, just been grinding away at that. And so fortunately, this come this July, I should be retiring, man, and hanging it up and and seeing what this bowfish deal is, uh, you know, has to offer and just give it 100% and uh, see if we can't take it to the next level and compete with the big dogs. That's awesome. That's so cool. So, and I love something that you, and I hear you say it all the time on your videos, any posts you you have with your family involved, you always say my Layla and my Moises. I love oh, that yeah. you say that, right? And it's, it's such a simple terminology or phrase of putting it, uh, but just the love that I hear in your voice when you talk about your family. I love that, man. Um, so you have two kids, you have a full-time job, you have the bow hitch that we'll talk about here in a little bit, and uh, you're married, happily married, obviously. <laughs> And yep. uh, <laughs> that's not yep. always easy. Some people, you no. know, you, we kind of laugh at that, but it's not easy to balance everything that you have going on and to, and to keep the, the happy wife as well. Um, and then arson. See, I didn't know that about you. So tell me a little bit more about that uh, as much. I don't know how much you can talk about, but what, it, what all sure. uh, does that entail? Well, in Albuquerque, we're very unique because we have a, a special 
our, our office designed in a really cool way. So I worked for the fire department. I came in in 02 and started working for Albuquerque Fire Department. Well, as a cadet, we had the uh, arson investigators come in and they came in in their suits and their ties and they were super slick, you know, and they kind of gave us a rundown on arson. It was maybe an hour, hour and a half class. And this is what we do. And as you promote and, uh, you know, if you're doing well, this is something that maybe you can do. And um, ever since that day, I was like, I got to do that. I got You know, that's 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 what I got to do. I didn't even know it was a thing. And, um, you know, I got in and I started promoting right away. And as soon as I did, I started applying for the fire. It's a fire investigator. You know? So I started applying and it took a few years to get in. And I just kept grinding it out. And uh, finally, eventually you get in. And what's unique to our department and what's uh, which make it which what makes it so special is that when you get accepted in our department, even though you work for the fire department, they send you to the police academy. So 13 years ago, I got sent to the police academy when I got selected for arson. I went to uh, Albuquerque Police Department's police academy and you do an entire academy just like any other cadet off the street would. So we get maze to get pepper sprayed. We got to do the DUI. We got to do, you know, the driving, the shooting, every single thing that they do, we do. So when we come out, we have a law enforcement commission. Um, the, the good thing about that and the reason that our division is so and our department is so high speed is that when we go to a fire and investigate a fire, we have a background and a history as to fire patterns and fire activity and, uh, you know, fire behavior. When we walk in, we see certain, you know, see things a certain way. Um, as we narrowed down the fire as to rule in or out what, what happened, and then we determined that the fire was incendiary or intentionally set, then we put on our police hat and we say, okay, cool. If this was an arson fire and somebody set this fire on purpose, then how did they do it? What did they use? And then why did they do it? And then who did it? So you put on your cop hat once the once you figure out what happened. And from there, it's, you know, writing warrants, doing, you know, search warrants, finding some, you know, cell phone stuff, uh, bringing people in for interviews, do the interview and interrogation, you're tagging your own evidence. And then when it's time, you, you write up your own report and you send it to the DA's office. And uh, there's no loss of... Uh, you know, substance in between two people. I'm not telling you what happened. I'm writing down what happened as I see it first person from the law enforcement as well as the fireside. So we're able to explain and articulate very well because we have both sides. And and uh, I'm not asking a third party to 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 really write something that's pretty scientific and pretty pretty exact. You know, in their words when when I'm not explaining it right. So it's, it's, it's pretty neat. That's, uh, that's us in a nutshell. So I've been there, um, for, like I said, about 12 to going 13, about 12 years in the office. Cause the Academy, the police Academy here is six months. So, uh, that took six months and then we have to do some training after some additional training out in, uh, Emmitsburg, Maryland. We go to the national fire Academy and get some training from the ATF out there. And, um, and then some other training here in town, just little stuff, always, always learning, always improving, always training. And uh, so I've been doing that, you know, for a little while. I, uh, I came in as a driver to the office, promoted to the rank of lieutenant. And now that I'm retiring, uh, I've been fortunate enough to run the office as a captain for the last uh, four years. So I'll, I'll be retiring out of that position. That's awesome. That's a pretty fulfilling career. <clears throat> so I, you know, that's cool that you have that crossover between. So you're like a detective, but a fireman at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's so what cool. I tell people. I'm a detective for the fire department. It's the easiest way to, cause they're like, you can't be a fireman and a cop. And I'm like, never mind. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're okay. You're right. Yeah. That's you're awesome. Right. You're right. I can't. Cool. I lied. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. And then, uh, and, and you, again, you've got that full-time family, right? Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit more about that. How, how, uh, how old are your kids and, and what are they involved in? Are they involved in sports? Sure. Are they looking at, you know, what, what do they do as well? Right on. So my Layla, she, she's uh, into volleyball right now. And she did a little bit of gymnastics before 
um, she enjoyed that. And we went to a couple of different gyms and finally we got one to where we, you know, we kind of liked it and, uh, they started running through kind of too many kids and they had some young coaches and some kid jumped on the trampoline while she was on it, supposed to be one at a time. And she broke her leg. She had a hairline fracture. So that kind of got me upset. And so we pulled her from there. And, uh, since then she's been doing, uh, just volleyball. Um, they did some swimming. We had some private lessons, uh, they did, both of them did swimming. And then, um, so my Moises now, he, he did a little bit of a, he did swimming the whole time. He did some gymnastics. Um, he's not too into anything. He's not sold out on, you know, any one particular thing. So he's pretty much, you know, if my sister does it, I want to do it, you know, which I think all of us, I have an older sister. I remember. And uh, so we're hoping that uh, there's a volleyball league that's co-ed that he's going to be able to try out. And we're really trying to talk him into uh, some spring soccer at school because it's right there at school. But uh, that might be too easy. He's not that easy on us. So <laughs> that, that, might <laughs> be asking, that might be asking a lot. You have to tell him you don't want him to do it. And that's yeah, when they'll be. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. Tried that yet. <laughs> that's so, so cool. Well, yeah. awesome, man. Well, that, that's cool. I mean, you've got a pretty intensive job and again, you've got the family. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit more about what, as far as uh, your outdoor journey, uh, sure. obviously you're big and you're, you're a bow hunter. And you know, right before we started uh, recording, we talked a little bit about how you don't feel like you're an expert on bows and, and archery, but you know, people to go and talk to. Um, but even before that, like, where did your outdoor journey start? Uh, as a young kid, as an adult, uh, where, where did that begin for you? Sure. So my, my hunting journey began as a kid, you know, I was Moises's age. My dad would take me out and, um, you know, it's just a different time in a different place. You know, back then it was driving around and I'd get to sit in the middle without a seatbelt. And I was in charge of handing beers from, from the cooler in the back to the guys in the front, you know, and that was, I was the, I was the guy to go get the gate and, if we saw something, you know, I was, I was the eyes that'd be like, come on, Mondo, focus. You need to find some, they're all over. You need to focus, you know, while they're just cruising around. So a lot of my youth was spent uh, traveling down the road, uh, being an expert beer handler. Um, so that's how, that, that's the way it started, um, you know, but my dad would take us out. We'd go shoot rabbits and just whatever. Um, the, the units that my dad liked to hunt growing up was actually muzzleloader. So I grew up hunting with the primitive uh, 54 caliber Hawkins uh, ball and patch round ball. And uh, that's, that's what I grew up hunting with. And uh, in high school, my uncle, I have an uncle named Mike and my uncle, Mike, he taught me how to fly fish. And um, when he had an extra fly rod and he said, okay, well, this is how you cast. And he put me in the backyard. He goes, you can sleep at the house. And if you figure this out, I'll take you fishing tomorrow. So he put a bucket in the backyard and he said, if you can land that fly on that bucket five times in a row, I'll take you fishing. So, and then he left me outside. So I just figured out, <laughs> he That's gave awesome. me some, some rough direction and uh, figured it out after that on, you know, what I needed to do. And I don't know, he must, I'm sure he didn't put it too far. It was probably, you know, just I could flip it over. I don't remember exactly, but I know it was a five gallon bucket lid and I called him out and I said, Hey uncle, I think I'm ready, you know? And so he's the one who taught, he taught me how to fly fish and, uh, tie flies. And now he, uh, eventually he took me bow hunting. My dad gave me his old bow that obviously didn't fit me. I had no business shooting. Um, you know, I was probably 110 pounds soaking wet and, uh, they just, turned it down and my uncle said oh yeah it's perfect and took me to the mountains bow hunting and uh and that's how I got started and then uh hunted for a few years with him with that shitty bow and then uh, eventually when I got into the I'd stopped bow hunting and just did uh, muzzleloader hunting and uh eventually when I got into the fire department I you know uh I was a rookie I was brand new and a friend of a friend had a bow that they needed to move uh they were moving out of the air force base. So he sold it to me real cheap. And I had that bow until last year. I had that bow for 18 years and, uh, it was a bow tech tribute and I shot, you know, a few animals with it and it shot great. And, um, but like I said, I mean, I shot that bow for that long and I never had any issues. So 
I killed an elk my first year with it. And then I shot one again, probably like 10 years ago. And a few years ago, I shot a pretty nice buck I have on the wall. I uh, shot an antelope with that old bow. Um, I think that was all that I ended up killing with that bow. So, but when we got into the uh, bow hitch, uh, I was like, man, my partner, he's the same way I am. He goes, if it works, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy another one. So he had an old bow that was like mine, but just both of them are just old. So I'm like, man, we can't go to these shows with these busted ass bows and we're going to have no street credit whatsoever. So <laughs> yeah, he got the green light to buy a bow and I got the green light to buy a bow. So uh, I got lucky and a friend of mine sold me a, his bow from the previous year. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's been my journey. But as far as that's the bow hunting side of things, I've been guiding, uh, you know, professionally for, for a while. Um, I think this would be, um, I think all in all, probably, oh shoot, I don't know, eight, nine years, I guess. Um, so a friend of mine had a, uh, was working with a, a, a business and the gentleman that he was working with passed away and handed him the business. He gave it to him, uh, in the wheel. So, Eddie, it's a Hunters New Mexico Outfitters, and it started in Mexico as Hunters Mexico Outfitters. So did a lot of hunting out in Mexico, did bird hunting, did mule deer, coos deer, turkey, um, just hunted a, a lot. So he expanded into New Mexico and he said, hey, man, I think I'm going to get my New Mexico license. Do you want to help me? So I started cooking for him. My mom owns a restaurant. I grew up in the restaurant business. So um, I, he said, you know, I want you to cook. Uh, you'll be the cook, but in the morning you go hunt with us and, you know, I'll teach you the ropes as far as the guiding portion is concerned. And then you could go check cameras or go scout another area during the middle of the day. And then when we get home, just have a hot meal for the client. And, um, so that's what we would do. We'd go hunt in the morning. Sometimes we'd kill in the morning and sometimes we wouldn't, and they'd go and, uh, you know, hunt the evenings. And when they got back, I'd have a nice dinner ready and, we'd, we'd be uh, ready to rock and I'd wake up and make burritos or lunch or whatever it was. And then we'd go hunting and, uh, that's kind of how I got started. And now he's running, you know, pretty big, pretty big camps, you know, uh, usually it's not more than four or five people at a time, but, um, but he's got hunters for every single hunt. So he's got, you know, 15, typically about 15 archery elk hunters, 10 to 15 archery elk hunters. And then we hit the muzzleloader season and then we hit rifle season and then deer, deer hunting, antelope hunting, oryx hunting, whatever, whatever comes up, whatever tags they draw. So I've been fortunate to really be able to uh, hunt quite a bit, um, you know, and hone my skills with some really, really, really good hunters that I've learned a lot from along the way. So um, just been fortunate to, to learn from people, you know, that have, have done it more than I have and really take to it. And we put some, put some great animals in the dirt nowadays. That's awesome. That's cool that you've got a buddy that has a guiding service and that, that company is growing as well. Does he still do hunts out of Mexico as well? He stopped in Mexico. Okay. He slowed down a few years back. Uh, we were doing pheasant dove, but he, uh, he ended up getting married and having a kid and, so he felt the strain that, you know, the rest of us who do have families, he didn't have a family before. So um, it was just him hunting and that was, that was his life. So once he, he got married and had a kid, it, it slowed down quite a bit. And, uh, and then the borders and all the stuff going on down there slowed things down. So it didn't, it, it, he was working a lot harder for the dollar that he was getting before and just didn't make sense to stay open. So um he still has all the contacts and stuff. So for whatever reason we want to get back down South, it won't be a problem. It's just right now the, the safe, safe bets at home with the, with the baby. Yeah, I know that makes sense. I've, I've always wanted to, to go hunting in Mexico. So I lived in Mexico city and, and uh, the surrounding area for two years as a, okay. as a missionary, as an LDS missionary. Cool. And I, I embraced the culture. I loved it so much. I love the food um and everything about it and i'd love to go down and do a coos deer hunt one day um down in mexico you know and have some coos deer tamales and stuff like that yeah. it just sounds oh. amazing um but Absolutely. yeah that, so you you've got a pretty diverse background as far as the the outdoors is concerned and i think it's funny because i 
my really good buddy uh, also grew up kind of truck hunting, uh, you know, road hunting. And uh, he's definitely not like that now. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be as into <laughs> hunting as I am because that's not my thing. Um, but it, it's cool to see that that progression, you know, and you went from uh, fly fishing into bow hunting, which both of those take a lot of skill and uh, they, they take a lot of effort to learn. And uh, I think it's cool that he tested you, you know, put you out in the backyard and said, go do this. And, yep. <laughs> and then I'll take you fishing. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's cool to see your, your progression uh, through all of that. And then being a, a, a guide, I didn't realize that you, you know, you did guiding for a while as well. Um, what's your favorite animal uh, to either hunt or guide for? I would say guiding probably elk um, just because, a lot of the people, some of them have killed before, but a lot of them hadn't, right? So they've given it a shot and they've done Colorado and this other thing. And they, for whatever reason, wanted to come to Mexico and they're coming and chase something, you know? So my favorite part was talking to the people before and saying, hey, you know, now that you're here, I want to know what your, your, um, your perfect elk hunt is. You tell me what you envisioned when you booked this hunt. I didn't say, you know, I, I'm not the one that sold it to you. So I want to hear from you. You tell me, you know, Jonathan, you bought this hunt. Tell me what your perfect hunt is. Like, are you an East coast guy and you want to sit water? You know, are you, you want to chase bugles? You want to work your butt off? Like you have a bad hip, you can't carry anything. You can't walk like all these things. So I go through a pretty good, you know, conversation of just a Q and a to get a feel for what I think I can do to make this the best hunt for you. So when that comes together and I have this elk hunter who's willing to learn and listen, um, which most of them are, I would say 90% of the hunters that I've been with are, are welcoming to critique and to some suggestions. I'm like, that's what you're paying me to tell you this, right? Like, so it would behoove you to listen and to take this advice because I've been here before, you know, um, it doesn't always happen and, you know, it costs people animals, but it is, it's their hunt. So, um, so I like to start out with that. And if I could get somebody an elk in their exact what scenario, you know, um, there's nothing better than that because you just see like all the, like the time and effort and the joy when somebody, when a, when a plan comes together, um, like at the end of 75 hard, when you're done with that, it's going to be, you know, you're going to feel phenomenal. And that's what I get to see. And, you know, these hunts mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, some of them bring up, you know, past hunters, past partners that they hunted with and they wish they were there. And this is for somebody. And I've been wanting to do this my whole life and I'm 70 and, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's a different, when, when there's an animal on the ground, a lot of different emotions come out and kind of the, uh, the shield gets uh, let down for a minute and people just say what's on their mind you know, in a way that they typically wouldn't, I believe. So for that, I would say elk hunting, there's nothing like that for, for guiding. Um, personally, like I really like calling coyotes. Um, so, I mean, taking people out to, to, to hunt anything is incredible. Um, but I like being able to set up and call and kind of figure out where the coyotes coming in from and making a good shot. And then going, you know, another 10 miles and doing it again. So for me, I like that. It's not being in one canyon all day hiking and, you know, cow calling and listening. And like, as much as I do like that, I, I, I like the coyote hunting aspect because they're coming in and trying to outsmart you, you know? So I, uh, I, I get a kick out of that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that doesn't get brought up a lot, but yeah, I, I do like predator control and I know that's a controversial topic for a lot of people, but um, you know, there's, there's give and take in, in both sides being, we're obviously predators as well. Um, and then, you know, you've got the prey animals, but I think that's cool that you, that you bring that up. They definitely do have, they're pretty smart animals. The coyotes are not, they're not dumb by any means. You know, they, nope. they use all of their senses and they're very acute as far as uh, smell and, and sight, any kind of movement, any kind of whiff of anything they don't like, and they're gone. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's cool to hear. And then, you know, guiding for elk, I can imagine uh, 
you know, I, I've never been a guide, but I've been on plenty of hunts uh, that I didn't have a tag in my pocket. And so, you know, I can imagine it's, it's similar seeing someone else's success and how everything comes together and helping them spot animals and, and helping them, you know, uh, get on animals and, and, and that sort of deal. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome to see other people's success in that, and that, that, that's so cool. Um, I can't imagine being a guide myself and I'm sure you having a family plays a part in not being able to go out and guide because <laughs> that oh, takes yeah. a lot of time away from, from family and loved ones. But, um, uh, to all those out there that do it, you know, I, I'm sure one day I'll, I'll incorporate a guiding service into one of these hunts, but, um, yeah, it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of effort and a lot of sacrifice. Uh, so you brought up 75 hard. Have you done 75 hard? Um, I'm not mad enough yet. I'm not mentally, uh, <laughs> I'm not mentally prepared. I absolutely want to do it, but, um, I, I just haven't uh, pulled the trigger. Cause I know when I say I'm going to do it, I'll do it. But with the boat, like it's basically excuses what I'm giving you, but um, I, I haven't done it yet. And with all the changes coming up this year, I don't probably won't start. If I do, I might start in the middle of the summer when I'm already in the full swing of all the, the 3D shoots and stuff. And I and I kind of know what retirement feels like and what, you know, the new job feels like and um. But right now, I'm just going to make the excuse that uh, <laughs> that I can't do it. You know, as and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just like having kids. When people talk to me, they're like, yeah, I'm not quite ready. I'm like, look, I will never, never tell someone <laughs> to go have kids. If you don't if you're not sure, don't do it. Like, <laughs> right? you know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, I'd rather you not have kids if you're not sure about it, you know. Um, sure. But yeah, with 75 hard, it's uh, so I did the live hard program last year. And then the year before that, I did 75 hard. And one thing that I would just say, um, you know, obviously it's a personal choice, but I have not been as efficient and effective uh, before. I, I was never this efficient and effective before. I feel so uh, accomplished and things that I get done. I'm very dialed in. And so especially with you looking at retirement and going into being full time on the bow hitch, which we'll get into in, here in a minute, because I think it's an awesome product. Um it's something that I would recommend definitely taking a look at. It's simple, not easy, but it will get you so dialed in and focused on, you know, your main focuses, which for you obviously is family and your retirement, which is going to lead into your next step in life, your next challenge of growing the bow hitch company and all the things that you're doing along with that. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of it just from the, what I've seen for me personally uh, and, and the people that I know that have gone through the program correctly um, how it has changed their lives. And it seems like it's adding more to your plate, but hundred percent, like you get through it and you're like, wow, like I'm, you look back on those 75 days, you're like, I'm more efficient now than I ever have been. And so just take a look at it, you know, and we could chat about it later, but um, you brought it up. So I didn't know if you'd, you'd gone through the, the process or not. Um, cool. So tell me a little bit more. Let, let's talk, let's dive into the bow hitch. Because uh, we've kind of gone over your background, you're you're huge into the outdoors. I'd love to visit New Mexico one day. Um, you know, I've got some friends down there, and uh, I've just heard amazing things uh, about the elk opportunities, uh, which is my favorite big game animal um, at this point. And uh, anyway, tell me a little bit more about the bow hitch. Sure. Uh, well, you got another friend down here, so if you do come down, I'll be happy to help out however I can. Awesome. Uh, well, the bow hitch started out with uh, my partner and I. My partner had it. We, we went on an elk hunt on a, uh, hold on, my son's writing me a note so he doesn't interrupt. Let me read this. Very good. This is the dad life in real life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the note says, can I play and call my friends? Yes or no? Circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. So mom comes awesome. I do have to circle it. Yes. <laughs> he we're needs gonna, a signature you got to sign it you have 20 minutes okay okay you can play until mom comes home all right thank you that's a that's a whole contract man that's why he's he already knows he knows the deal you got to sign it you have to put that circle on it it's binding now <laughs> it's crazy man these kids are too much nowadays um for what so so anyway doug doug and i went on a late season hunt in new mexico used to have some basically over-the-counter December hunts for elk that they had to be a six by six or bigger six point on one side 
um, at a minimum in order to shoot. And it was archery equipment late December. So That's super tough hunt. hunt, tough hunt, tough hunt. Well, I had never hunted with Doug before. Um, I knew Doug, I knew he was a, you know, he's, he's he's like you, he's super good shape, just gets after it, just a grinder, man. And uh, phenomenal work ethic. And I was kind of getting to know him to honestly trying to fill him out a little bit to invite him into the arson division. Um, Cause I wanted him to be part of the team in there and I thought he'd be really good. And so we went hunting and we kind of got along pretty good and um, got to see how hard he works. He was efficient, like no, you know, no fluff. Like, let's just, let's just grind. Let's get after it. Doesn't complain. Like just love the, the guy as a person, you know, uh, family man as well, three kids. And um, anyway, when we got onto the mountain, he put his bow on something and I was like, got a closer look. I'm like, dude, what the hell is that? You know, let me, what is that? And he was, I don't know. I just made this like 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever it was. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, wow. So it just blew my mind the rest of the week, right? We're hunting and whenever he wants to not carry his bow, he attaches it. And I was like, man, so got the wheels turning and, got home and start thinking about it and thinking about like Doug have you done anything with that like have you tried making them and selling them or done he's like no I've had this for years dude I've been using this for probably at least 10 years I think he said and just uh, we kind of joke about it once in a while me my uncle and my cousin have one of them each of what they made and um and he's like and we've joked about it but nobody's ever done anything so I was like well it's pretty special man I think I think you're onto something and um, the next year, ask him, Doug, you done anything with that thing? No. Next year, Doug, have you built anything with that bow carrier thing? And he said, no. And actually, he showed a guy from work. And so I saw another guy with the exact same thing that he was using. And uh, so I'm like, Doug, I'm telling you right now, man, like, you have to do something with it. I said, if you don't do anything with it, I'm going to build something like it because that's too good not to put out there. Like it just makes sense. So um, he didn't do anything with it. And I said, Doug, like I'm going to do something. So if you want in, this is your, you know, your idea. I'm not going to build it the way you built it, but it's your concept. So if you want to do something with me, um, then let's do it. I said, but if I go, I go. So just be ready. Like I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do a, a thousand percent. Right. And um, so just think about it and, he said, yeah, let's do it. You know, and ever since then, we've been 50-50 partners and uh, came up with some different designs and um, had a few different companies try to make them for us. And uh, learning curve, you know, going through all of that. Uh, I have a cousin who's really good on computers and um, he actually built my first bow hitch, uh, the first computer model. And he printed one out on a 3D printer at his house which blew my mind. Like I could barely use Excel and uh, like, it just like blew my mind to watch our idea come to life like instantly. So that was, that was incredible. And from there we got him, you know, uh, cut with the plasma cutter, which was a little rough and uh, eventually changed some sizes, some dimensions, some angles and got it to where it's just perfectly balanced on your bow. And now we get it cut out with the laser and um, they're, they're perfect. They come out perfect. Um, so we're, uh, that was the evolution and then kind of how we got started and just started grinding, man. And, you know, like literally the first ones we got that came from the plasma cutter, we had to grind them because they were rough. So we had to go in and sand every single one and clean them out. And it was, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but uh talked to the wife and said, you know, we're going to give this a shot. And at the beginning, she's kind of like, well, whatever, like, it's not going to cost that much money. I don't think, you know, and it was just a little bit here and there, but lately it's, it's, it's starting to grow and starting to catch. And we traveled, you know, we went to Utah twice last year. We did a mountain archery fest and we did a tack. We went to Colorado this year. We ended up, we already been to, um, we went to the ATA in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and made our first uh, showing over there. So um, 
it's starting to catch traction. That's for sure. We're, that's we're awesome. getting it. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and I love that you have an eye for it because, you know, you're like, Hey, there's something there. You need to go out and do something with it. You know, not a lot of people would do that. They're just like, Oh, that's cool. You know, can you make me one? Right. right. And instead your, your idea was, well, let's use this and share it with other people. And, um, I think that's awesome. And it's cool that, you know, that your friend, uh, you said, Doug has, yeah, has had such a creative mind to be able to do that. You know, I I laugh because a lot of my friends put their bows on their backs uh, when we're out, you know, backpacking around or bow hiking, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, (laughs) and I'm just, I just laugh because I'm like, I just like doing curls in the mountains. So I just carry my bow, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I think it's a cool idea. I'm excited to try it out. And, uh, and, and see how it works. Cause I, you know, I'm, I've been intrigued. I've, I've seen it around and uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave the link down below for, for your website and people can go check it out. Um, and it just, it just screws into your site, right. That's on the side of the. Right. So it doesn't affect your sights at all. The bow hitch itself. It's a little thin piece of metal. It's 14 gauge steel. That's laser cut. It weighs three ounces. We have three different sizes. Um, so the small is three, the other one's three and a half, and the, the, the large is right over four ounces. So it screws in. So the majority of quivers attached to your site via two screws. We designed this to use those exact same two screw holes. So you just take off your quiver, you put the bow hitch in, you put the two screws in, and it's installed. Simple as that. Doesn't affect your sights, doesn't change your sights, nothing like that. Um, and then we have, there's a little strap that we provide that comes with the bow hitch that goes into your load lifter strap on your support side, like the hand that you carry your bow with, it buckles into the load lifter strap. And then you adjust that accordingly to your arm's length and you slide the bow hitch in and out. And it's really as simple as that. It's, a uh, there's nothing to it when people actually, it's hard to explain. And I've been trying to learn this spiel for two years, three years. And I still don't have it down very well, but once you see it, it's like that aha moment. Like, wow, that, that really works. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And it helps with, uh, you know, especially people that, um, I didn't feel a ton of fatigue this last year, but the people that I hunted with, they all commented on it, how, man, you know, carrying our bows all day, we had an arrow knocked like our, you know, our shoulders are sore and just things that you don't think about that you keep your shoulder hunched up because you don't want, you know, your, uh, your stabilizer to drag or your yeah. strings to get caught in things. And so that this, uh, the bow hitch just kind of keeps it right there by your arm. You can put it down use two hands to glass. Uh, it's a pretty cool idea. I, I, I like it. Yeah. The good thing is, is when it's on your bow hitch, you don't ever bend over anymore. Like you need to, you want a glass, you want to check your GPS gate, take a leak, whatever. Like you're no longer putting this finely tuned piece of equipment in the dirt for any reason at all. So that's a, that's an awesome, awesome, uh, awesome thing to it. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, also um, I wanted to ask you, cause a lot of these, for example, uh, and Hoyt, I say a lot of them, but Hoyt and Matthew specifically are coming out with these sites that attach either on the front with a Picatinny or um, the Matthews one that goes through the actual riser. Uh, do you guys have thought, because it seems like things are trending that way. Are you guys working on things to, to get it attached to bows that don't have the sight on the side? Right. Well, the good thing about those bows, like um, I, I'm not a thousand percent sure on the Hoyt, but I put one on the Matthews the other day and the Matthews is still tapped on the outside for a traditional site. And that's our same holes. So okay, cool. it, it still, it still works just fine. It um, might extend it a little bit. Right. Cause like, for example, the one that the way I measured mine, um, the screw holes are a little bit further back than the riser. So it was shorter, but probably. now you would be using like the center riser um, holes to put it in. So that might change things a little bit, but that's cool. Yeah. And, and I know the Hoyt has it as well because they're not just exclusively going to the Picatinny because some people still want to use their older sites or whatever. Um, so I know they've got the holes there too. So that that's cool. Yeah. So it's uh we'll see. I mean, we're just going to have to adapt as other things come and, and figure it out. I'm working on an adaption now for uh, traditional bows, long bows and recurves. And uh, I think I have that figured out. So um, we have quite a few people, even though they don't weigh anything, you still don't want to bend over and put it in the ground. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking at uh, accommodating those, those guys as well. 
That's awesome. Cool. Well, I love the ingenuity. I love, and you know, this just goes back to showing why you, you know, I know I shot against you in the cold shot challenge and that kind of sparked a conversation, but I've been watching your, your stuff for a while. And I love that you're again, just going back to the three main pillars here at, at Redbeard Outdoors that I talk about are, you know, faith and family, fitness and the outdoors. And the fact that you have the family aspect, you have a full-time job, you're a good father, a good dad, and a good husband. You have all of that, you know, in your life as well. And you're still able to find that time to pursue a passion of yours and, and to find those little things that stand out to you, like your friend's little hitch that he had on his, on his shoulder strap. Again, a lot of people wouldn't want to take that on because they'd say, well, I've already got enough. But again, those are the same people that come home, they clock out and they go watch Netflix, right? Instead, you're not looking at retirement as obviously you're going to want to travel, I imagine, and spend more time with the family, but you also want to continue to pursue something that's going to progress. You're not just looking to sit back on the couch and, and say, oh, I had a good life. This is awesome. Now I get to, you know, just chill. Like you're looking yeah. to, to keep moving forward. I love that. Yeah, thank you. It's 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 next chapter. And and I mean, I'm already lining up a couple of different jobs like Mohits will be will be there. It's just going to be easier for me because doing stuff like this, going to the stores, contacting people like, well, I'm at work. I can't do that. And with the time changes in different time zones, working four days a week isn't conducive to to trying to run a, a business, you know, so it, it makes it difficult. But just um, yeah, I mean, I'll have I'll have other jobs and um, but just need to to focus and you know the wife and I have had that conversation like if this becomes a distraction and like you can tell like that things are changing for the wrong reasons and and in a negative way then so be it it's done like it is what it is we gave it a shot and uh but it's not worth you know nobody's job is worth you know losing your family over you know so even sometimes now I you know I catch my kids like the social media thing um I hated where my wife would be on social media, like hated it because I didn't understand it. Um, and I still don't understand it if you don't have a business, but, <laughs> but like having a business, like that's, this is the driver of our business. You know, I don't know how to use Facebook, but I've gotten pretty proficient at Instagram. And um, this is how, you know, the, the giveaway started. This is how everything for us has, has progressed. And, you know, we don't have too many followers, but we have enough to where I stay busy on it. And people, people ask questions and they reach out and I like to, you know, be involved in them and comment and, you know, your father daughter dance and your dinner, you know, like those things are important because I put myself in those shoes. And, and like you said, you know, you want to be with like-minded people and individuals. And, you know, when somebody reaches out and says, Hey, I'd like to do this or that, or can you support this? Like you have to do your research because, you got to be, you know, the little contract that my son just walked up with. You got to be careful with what you put your name to. So, um, it takes especially a those lot. kids, man. Yeah. You, you don't know on the back side of that page, it said something <laughs> around like no more chores for the rest of the week or something. And you didn't read it. Watch, he's going to turn around and he's going to yeah. pull that out tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to watch him. So, so we, uh, we would tease the wife about being on the phone. And so now, I just try to catch myself, but it's just so easy to do. And I'm just constantly like, Hey, check yourself, like put it down, put it away, you know? And like part of the 75 hard deal, what I'd like to do is, is just, uh, you know, wake up an hour earlier and all social media gets done. That's a goal that I already told the wife that I want to do is I'm going to wake up an hour earlier before everybody else. And all social media is done within that hour. Then I could do it again at night and catch whatever messages or whatever it is, but I need to put that on a schedule and not just a, Hey, it's convenient for you. Let me, let me drop what I'm doing. And, you know, so I I'd like to make that a priority for myself. Yeah, no, I agree with that hundred percent. It's easy to get wrapped up into yeah. the social media. And um, I agree with you. It's when you have a, a quote unquote higher purpose for doing it, um, right. it, you can still make that excuse, you know, it can still take time away from the family and, and other things that you care about. Um, and so I, I, I as well try to, you know, find that time and I'm working on setting a schedule so that, 
you know, I'm doing something in the morning and then maybe checking it at lunchtime or whatever. Uh, but yeah, just trying to not allow that to interrupt family time. Um, that that's a huge, huge thing. So, um, I also wanted to bring up something else that you guys have been doing recently. Now this is going to come out on Sunday. So, uh, I want to say your giveaway will be done by Sunday, correct? Yeah. We're going to finish on Thursday. Okay. But I'm, I imagine this isn't the only time that you're looking to do something like this. No, this is our second one. Actually, our first one, we only had like, I don't know, 300 followers or something, but okay. I knew it was something that I wanted to incorporate. Like even when we wrote our business plan, it was, you know, how are we going to give? Um, like, is there a budget, you know, like I, I want to budget in, you know, a percentage to say at a minimum, we're going to do this. And so that was our first thing because we didn't have the money, right? Like, well, I have our first order was 50 bow hitches. So I said, I have 50. Let's give one away. Um, and that's how we got to our first random acts of kindness giveaway. And basically the way that works is you just do something kind for somebody else, you know, an unsolicited act of kindness that you do because it's the right thing to do. And then you post about it in your comment, in our comments. And that's it. Now that's your, that's your fee for entering into the membership, you know, um, that's, that's, that's really like Andy Frischella, Frischella, you know, the way he says that's your, that's how you pay. You tell somebody about it. And ours is you do something kind, you know, you don't need to be a bow hunter or buy a bow hitch. You can, whatever, like just be a good person, man. Yep. No, um, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's, uh, it's been cool to watch everyone chipping in this time around. I, I don't believe I've, followed you back then during your first giveaway but uh seeing how this one has progressed and you know i've put it up a couple of times as well because I, I love encouraging uh those random acts of kindness and um you know going through it was phase three of live hard you have to do a random act of kindness every single day for someone different and i even challenged myself to where i wasn't allowed to do it for someone inside my home i had to do wow. it for someone outside the house um and and so, you know, just coming up on, on these awesome opportunities and meeting new people, bringing tears to people's eyes, like not on purpose, obviously, but, you know, just paying for someone's groceries and then the, you know, not feeling pity for them, but just because you want to do it for them. And then, you know, I, I heard some cool stories that, you know, people were just saying like, wow, you know, I was actually, I, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and this was going to be a big burden on me during the holidays and uh, thank you so much for buying us a turkey or wh whatever, you know, and for me, I just felt good. You know, I just felt good doing it, whether or not they acknowledge it or not. It just feels good to do that random act of kindness. And so I love that you're incorporating giving things back and encouraging people to do it because a lot of people are more willing to share that and to do that when, you know, there's a little benefit you give afterwards, sure. but I'm loving reading the comments more than anything, because it seems like most of the people that are participating in this didn't do it because of the giveaway. They're doing it because they're genuinely good people. And so, um, you know, I encourage anyone out there listening to next time there is a giveaway. First of all, go follow Bo Hitch on, on Instagram at the Bo Hitch. And you can see the next time he does a giveaway all the comments and just go check out this last video. Cause again, this is coming out on Sunday. Go, go watch the video, go see all the comments and the stories and get some ideas on some random acts of kindness that you can perform as well. doesn't have to be anything crazy complicated. Uh, I think one of the ones that you told, I think it was Sunday. Uh, so yesterday was a lady went and bought a heated blanket for someone that was cold due to COVID, like she couldn't get, she had 700 something blankets, you know, obviously a little yeah, bit over exaggeration, but, yeah, but, but she went and bought her a, a same day delivery heated blanket, like just little things like that. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just go out and serve somebody, put a smile on someone else's face and, and, you know, just let people know that, that we still, we live in America, you know, and that's one of the best things about this country is that we're a melting pot of so many cultures and diversity and, and service is kind of one of the staples of that. It's one of the cornerstones of this country is serving your fellow American, you know? And so I love that you're encouraging that. And I, I, I really appreciate that personally. Thank you. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's cool, man, to be able to do it. Like my brother gave me the spotting scope. The spotting scope was our, uh, our, our big prize. And, um, 
and he just showed up with it one day and he said, Hey bro, this is for you. I want you to use it to, to help grow the business. You can sell it and use it, the money for whatever you want, or you can give it away or you do whatever you want. I don't care, but it's yours. Like, good luck. And, um, I said, dude, I'm going to give it away. You know, like I said, let me think about it for a while. And then I called him and I said, I'm going to give it away. You know, it's going to be a random, random acts of kindness that I want to do. So he was whatever it's yours, man. Good luck. And, uh, so that stemmed it and kind of got started. And I figured after the 2020, 2021, we're, we're a bummer for everybody. And, you know, everybody got into a funk of just, you know, easy to be negative about anything, right? No matter what your perspective on anything is, is it doesn't matter. You're still upset about something, um, which for me, fortunately, like doing what I do and talking to people from all walks of life and guilty, innocent, this, that, like, it really doesn't matter. Like the, the big picture, like whatever you're complaining about, like they're still right and wrong. And that's all there is to it. So um, it's just so easy to be nice to somebody without like, it just, everything is so divided, I guess is what I was getting at that. It doesn't matter like what you believe in. I could still hold the door open for you or help you change your tire or block your car with mine. You know, that way nobody runs over the both of us while we change your tire, something like that. And, uh, like to me, that was really the, the intent, like after two years of just being pissed off for no reason and crying about whatever you want to cry about. And, and a lot of it's validated, you know, there's reasons to be upset, but there's not always somebody to blame and you could, well, let's just move forward. It does, yesterday doesn't matter. Like let's move forward and be better. Like we can all do that. So that was, that's the premise of let's give the whole month of January to reset ourselves. You know, COVID's going away. People are getting back out there. And, you know, I think the world's kind of getting back into a regular swing of things and let's just use this 30 days. It's like an easy 75 hour uh, you know, let's, let's use these times as a practice ground and get yourself into a, into a routine and it's easy to do. And, uh, and you might win something pretty cool after. So that was the, the idea and the premise behind it is let's, let's make 2022, you know, a better year than, than we've had the last two years. And it's very easy to do, you know, it's your mindset. It's what you do. And if you start now, you know, it'd be that much easier. Um, so it's a long rant. I don't know if I, if, if there was a question, if I <laughs> no, answered it, but I tend to do this. No, uh, you're good. I, uh, you know, it's, I agree with you hundred percent that there's a lot of people that have suffered over the last two years. Um, I almost feel selfish saying this, but at the same time, like these last two years for me have changed me for the better. Like I look back at the Jonathan from two years ago, uh, pre COVID. And I just think like, I just, I, I wouldn't want to be in that spot anymore. You know, I wasn't happy, uh, fully fulfilled. Like I love being a dad, but I, I was, I was at a job that I wasn't necessarily happy with. I, I wasn't the best husband. I was definitely not in the physical shape that I wanted to be in. And it just kind of all came crashing down. And I started 2020 off with that different mindset of, you know, uh, this is going to be my year. You know, I had said that before, I know everyone says that, but then COVID hit and instead of take, I, I almost took it as like a challenge from mother nature. Like, you know, you just, uh, and, and so I, again, I feel almost bad sometimes telling people that these have been some of the best two years of my life. Um, when I know people have suffered, but I agree with you that the majority of people out there, um, are scared or feel like they have to be locked down. They've been isolated. Uh, they, you know, they, they've lost loved ones. Some people really have, they've, they've lost people that, uh, that were dear to them. And, and so there's a lot of people that have suffered over these last two years. And I love what you're doing and your mindset of 2022 is going to be about service, about giving back. And, uh, and it, it, you know, this whole giveaway is cool to see as things expanded because you started with the spotting scope and there was one other thing right a bow hitch or something like right, that i was going to give away a bow hitch and a spotting scope yeah and now you've got you've had you're going to have a week of giveaways dude i have 28 28 total gifts there you go so four gifts a day for a yeah. week right yep. that's crazy and and who knows where it's going to go next time 
right? And so it's just awesome to see everyone chipping in. If I had anything more than just stickers, I totally would have sent in something, (laughs) but I don't think people want stickers for for this. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about reaching out to you about that, but I was like, "Ah, next time I'll have something better that I can offer. But um, I, I love, I just love the idea of giving back. I love that you're not in it for, you know, to make money. You're not in it to grow, get famous. Uh, sorry, you're in it to grow. Obviously you want the company to grow. You want this idea of service to grow, but you, you're not in it to be famous and rich. You're in it to better the bow experience for people by creating something that they don't have to carry their bow around. Even though I still strongly encourage doing curls in the mountains, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe do it with packs of meat instead of, of and then, uh, and then giving back, like, that's just such a big thing that people forget. It's so easy. You know, you brought up social media, uh, to get wrapped up in negativity nowadays, you turn on the news, you listen to the radio. Like anytime the radio comes on when I hop in my wife's car, cause I don't even have the radio on in my car. I just listen to music or podcasts. But when I hop in and I start listening to it, I guarantee 100% of the time, every single time it comes on, I hear the word COVID and I'm like, are you serious? Like people want to hear something about getting better. You know, and there's the joke that, well, if the last two years COVID spent the, that time making a better version of itself, why didn't you, you know, like, <laughs> Ouch, yeah, right. And so right. <laughs> I just laugh about that. Like, that's funny, but at the same time, like you think about it, like the time's going to pass anyway, go out and serve somebody, you know, go out and do something to make your community better. And I love that you're doing that. And I, I, I just, I can't highlight that enough. I love that your company is doing that and that you wanted to write that into the beginning of your company. Um, you're, you're going to succeed just based on that idea alone. You're not in it to get rich and famous. You're in it to serve other people. I just, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal is, you know, uh, organic, you know, we are who we are, like the product, you know, when I try to explain it to people, I'm like, dude, I'm a fireman. My buddy's a fireman. Like the shit just works. Like we don't, we don't have time to think about pretty and this and that and whatever, like, our job is to go in and get it done when we need to get it done. Wait, and mine doesn't come with sequins. Okay. <laughs> you could order us down the road, maybe down the road. So it's, uh, it's just like, it just works. Like there's, it's simple. It doesn't have any moving parts. Like it fixes a problem, you know? So it is what it is. I don't want to oversell it. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. That's okay. Like I totally understand that. Um, the good thing about ours is it works with every other bow carrying system that's out there, which we've been to the other 3d shoots and we've seen all the other people and what they use to transport their bow. And that's great. Like they've been very welcoming to me and which is the most beautiful part. Like they could have really, you know, Hey, that's a competitors, a new kid on the block, you know, let's, let's smash him right away before he gets big. But they came in with arms wide open and said, hey, man, if I can help you, let me do that. And, uh, you know, if I have questions, I'd be happy to do it. And the market's big enough for everybody. You know, like we were at the TAC when this conversation happened and and the guy says, you know, we're the four biggest bow carrying systems here in, in, in the country right now. Like we're the four biggest dudes. And like I was humbled to even be brought into that. Right. Like I'm, I'm nobody, but the name's getting out. And uh, he said, and look at how many people walk out of here carrying their boat. Like the market is huge. Like there's plenty for everybody. There's no need to be, you know, to have a negative, you know, attitude towards each other. And I was like, dude, you're exactly, you're, I love it. You know, you're absolutely right. So, you know, if we don't work for you, try the other guys. Like ours is pretty specific to hunting, you know, um, Ours is the only one you can wear while you're actively hunting. The other ones I call are transporting your bows. If you're going to transport your bow, you can transport it with whatever you want to. When it's time to hunt, you're going to hunt with the bow hitch because you can actively hunt while using the bow hitch. So, um, but you know, we're all on the same team. There's so many divided everything. Like, I don't care if you're happy. I'm happy. Like I'm not going (laughs) to, Uh, I'm not that guy. I'm not a victim, right? I'm not going to be sad for myself if whatever happens, like the whole COVID deal, which was for me, it's like, I'm not a victim, man. Like you make your own luck. You know, you wanted to work harder for 2020. You've got a mindset. You say, cool, let's grind it. Uh, I just, 
I hate that attitude of when people are, are complaining and for me and all this stuff, like, you know, I don't know. That's a, but don't be a victim. Whoever's listening, you know, you can, you can change the outcome of whatever's coming your way. Work harder. That's all you got to do. If you don't like the situation you're in, get out of it. You know, sometimes it takes a lot of, uh, you know, testicular fortitude to make that change. But if that's what's necessary and you're thinking about it, it's probably time to do it. So grind it, man, work hard and have some faith and believe in yourself. Also, you know, ask for help, say your prayers and, and do what you got to do to, to better yourself. And, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, the bow hitch works, then that's awesome. It's not going to fail for a lack of effort. Um, and, uh, and hopefully we can do some good along the way, which is, which is the ultimate goal. Like if I can, if I can pay it forward with whatever the bow hitch is able to do, then, then that, that, that's, that's the end game. That's a win right there. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, the easiest way to get out of the funk, the easiest way to get out of the victim mentality is to go serve someone else, you know, look outside of yourself. And again, going back to uh, you and, and, and a bunch of other people that I've seen that are encouraging the, the, the serving of others. Um, you know, that just goes back to basic Christian values in general. Um, and even if you're not Christian and you've served someone else, you know, that feeling of, you no longer are concerned about the clock. You're not concerned about your text messages. You're not concerned about Instagram. You're not concerned about your, your pity and self victimhood. You know, you're, you're worried about someone else. And at that moment, when it consumes you to be in the service of others, you just become a better person. You, yep. Your community becomes better, but you yourself, like that's the easiest way to get out of victimhood as far as self-inflicted, you know, victimhood and uh, in the self-pity party and everything else that, that a lot of people have been going through. Um, just go out and serve somebody. It would be as simple as going and shoveling their walks, bringing in their trash cans for them. Like you don't have to go spend money. You don't have to go spend a ton of time. Just even just picking up garbage when you're out on your 30 to 45 minute walk that I tell everyone that they need to go on every day. Uh, you know, just pick up garbage. It's just something as simple as that. But anyway, um, you know, I, I just wanted to, to highlight that because I, I, I really appreciate the product that you make, but also um, how you encourage others to get out and serve. So um, just to kind of wrap up here, uh, where can everyone find you at? Okay, uh, we are on online. We're at thebowhitch.com, thebowhitch.com. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's at thebowhitch. And uh, so those are the two. We do have some YouTube, uh, YouTube videos up, kind of just some little tutorials. And I have some hunts that I, that I did that are coming up. Um, pretty epic uh, access deer hunt that I hope to post tomorrow. So uh, you guys keep an eye out for that one. I'm excited to see that. And, and yeah, if we had more time, I, I would totally delve into all those awesome hunts. Cause I, I do want to talk to you about the access hunt and everything. I tried to convince my wife. She was like, Hey, you're turning 30 this year. What do you want to do? And she's been wanting to go to Hawaii for, for a while now. And like, for me, I'm not a beach person. I just burn to a crisp. Like I just, yeah. I'm, I'm pasty white. I'm a ginger. It's just kind of how it works. But, um, you know, I finally told her, I was like, Hey, we should go to Hawaii. And she's like, she looked at me at first. She was like, Oh yeah. And then she looked and she was like, what do you want to hunt in Hawaii? And I was like, dang it. She caught me. Right? Oh, <laughs> I was like, but it's my birthday, right? No, yeah. but, but uh, I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. And so I, hopefully I one day that'll happen, but, but I'd I love to go do access to you. You what? I have the perfect layout for you when you're ready. We did the same, <laughs> we did the same thing. So everybody will be happy. I got, it. Awesome. I got it. Well, see, I, so my hunting buddy, I told, I, and this is how I phrase it. I was like, how about we go with them? Me and my buddy will go out and we'll hunt during the day. And you and, and, and his wife can go to the beach and enjoy the beach. And then you can go shopping or do whatever it is that you want to do in the city. And we'll come back with meat. How about that? <laughs> she didn't like, she still didn't like that. <laughs> That's uh, all we'll, we'll talk. We'll do another one and I'll explain it to you. And I'll uh, we'll, we'll do it when you have videos so I can send you the pictures. Oh, um, awesome. It's, it's just epic. I, it was, uh, it was cool, man. You'll, it's something you should consider, like really consider and plan on it because oh, yeah. it's very it's, doable. It's, it's not as expensive as you would think it would be. And, um, Oh yeah. It's, it's in the works. It, it's, it's totally awesome. in the works. 
it's awesome but, uh, awesome well dude. thank well, you ben. i appreciate you very much for having me on um thank you to your audience and thanks for welcoming me in and uh i uh you should have your um you know hopefully you'll get a chance to play with the bow hitcher pretty soon and you tell me if you like it or you don't or what you think about it and we'll go from there awesome yeah thanks so much for your time i really appreciate you coming on everyone go check him out at uh, at the bow hitch on instagram and thebowhitch.com. i'll leave the links down below so you can go check them out and as i always say get out live your life and love it all right thanks so much for tuning in to that hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i enjoyed having that conversation armando is an awesome dude again go check him out at the bow hitch on instagram he does amazing things if you're looking at not having to carry your bow or strap it onto your pack but having it readily available to you, go check out his product. He's got an awesome product. And at least give it a shot unless you just enjoy doing curls with your bow in the mountain while you're hiking. If you're that into fitness, awesome. But either way, go check out his product. Hope you guys, again, have an amazing day. And as always, like I always, always say, and with purpose, with meaning behind it, I want you guys to understand and to actually fulfill this. Get out, live your life, and love it.